If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Ho, ho, yo! Welcome in, everybody. This is the QB List Podcast. You've got your host tonight, Too Much Brian, and beside me, the waiver wire wizard, Mario Damo Jr. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing better after that intro. Oh, my goodness. The holiday remix. Happy holidays, y'all. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Absolutely. We've got a, you know, Hanukkah just ended up, Christmas right around the corner, all those other holidays that I can't remember right off the tip of my tongue. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that uh, that time of year. I, I'm excited. Snog Loaded season. up on sugar, all the cookies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's Nog season. It's a good season. Well, folks, tonight we're going to mix things up a little bit because it is the second week of your playoffs in, uh, in most leagues anyway. So we're going to do a little bit more of a, a sit-start style, uh, break down a bunch of these uh Hot topic players, if you will. Uh, these guys, we just can't decide whether we're going to put them in or not. So, uh, you ready to kick things off? Let's do it. All righty. All right, we're going to start it off with some injuries. We've got a handful of stuff. Uh, people take note, we are recording this Wednesday night, uh, trying to get it to you early. But at the same time, we're going to keep track of uh, practice reports because we've got the Wednesday ones, and it's a hot mess right now. Uh, starting off, we've got Jamar Chase, clean out. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Uh, CJ Stroud looks like he's going to be out again. Uh, we're going to see, was it Simeon that was back there? It was Case Keenum. Or Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Case Keenum. We'll probably see him again as they compete for the division. So that'll be fun. Probably not startable in the fantasy playoffs, but fun. Yeah, so uh, Nico Collins was uh, limited at practice. So that'll be an interesting start Last without CJ Stroud. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we've got Rodgers. He's coming off IR, but he's not playing this year. Mm. Too bad. Jets are, Jets are toast. Yeah, uh, Zach, Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson is in concussion protocol, so we won't get him again this week. Uh, are you excited for anything in that backfield right now? Anything in that else? backfield? Yeah, I guess I, I'd have to double check who is going to be the quarterback because they got rid of... I'm totally blanking on his name, but the person who did like some starts for them in place Boyle. of Zach Wilson. Boyle, Tim Boyle. So they cut mm-hmm. Tim Boyle. Um, Flacco is obviously taken. So I don't know who's going to be starting. Definitely is making me fade Garrett Wilson. But I am actually so excited about Brees Hall. He's got a juicy matchup going against the – I wrote so many notes. I didn't write down the team he's going up against. He's going against Washington. Washington allows the second most points to running backs. Um, so I am excited. But here's a little note. That'll say Hall has five or fewer standard points in three of the last four. But so he's a little, I'm fading him a little bit in standard, but his PPR floor is much higher. He has 12 or fewer, um, at least 12. So like him more there. Yeah. His yards per carry this year has just been pitiful. You have to ramp it up to that offensive line, but I, I hope he can uh, catch half a dozen plus passes this week. Yeah. He's Kamara light this week. Basically is like what you're kind of hoping for. And it's like, with no Zach Wilson, does are you going to have whoever the mystery quarterback is going to be starting for the Jets? Is he going to be doing more dump offs? Tough to say. So it's it's tough. It's a good matchup, but bad circumstance being on the Jets. Uh, Falcons and Colts are meeting in this week's matchups. Uh, Heineke seems to be starting the rest of the season, although we we heard that about Ritter. I feel like several weeks ago when he took over for Heineke. But final three weeks, Ritter will be on the bench. And Jonathan Taylor for the Colts looks like he might be suiting up this week in the matchup. Yes, excited to see Jonathan Taylor today. He was a full participant. Uh, my understanding is that it was not uh, – it was just a walkthrough day, right? It's Wednesday, as you mentioned, as we're recording. But he was a full participant in the walkthrough. So love seeing that. Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol. 
Looks like we might be missing him as well this week. Stay tuned. You got to keep up with that. He could get cleared, you know, Friday, Saturday. Uh, a lot can change there, but they've been playing the Buccaneers. And, ooh, it's a juicy matchup for him. So you got to hope he, he plays, but it looks, uh, looks not that way. Yeah. Uh, Zay Jones is week to week within that game as well. So something to monitor. You know, Calvin Ridley, is that explosion game coming even without Trevor Lawrence? Zay Jones is buddy. Zay Jones' buddy. If Zay Jones doesn't play, Ridley is not performing well. That's just, it's funny how things like that work sometimes, but that's just how it is. So if no Zay Jones, uh, um, yeah, right. (laughs) I am fading Ridley unironically if Zay Jones isn't out there. And you have to think if Trevor Lawrence isn't out there, again, like I'm not too sure who the backup is. um, But I think that if the backup plays, it doesn't affect, and Zay Zay Jones plays, it doesn't hurt Ridley too much because we've just seen it in other teams right now like the Bengals are a good example where it's like even if you have a backup quarterback you know you still need to get the ball in the hands of your best player the Jags are very much trying to win the AFC South so you have to think they give the ball to their best player uh James Cook DNP on Wednesday with an illness uh Bills do play Saturday so you're hoping he recovers a little sooner uh than he would on a normal week but he should be good to go Chris Olave Mm -hmm. is good to go we'll be starting in week 16 uh, this one was a little surprising that popped up. Uh, Kenneth Walker mispracticed with a new injury, shoulder injury. Are we going to be excited about uh, the rookie starting Charbonnet pouring us a glass? <laughs> They're playing Tennessee, so I do like that matchup because Tennessee, they're pretty middle of the road, actually. But it's just we talked about it in the past, um, like when the Seattle Seahawks played the 49ers. It's just Pete Carroll's running backs. You know they're going to get usage. You know he's going to run them into the ground. So if And you did. Oh, no, he doesn't play Saturday. But uh, So if Walker doesn't go out there, I do consider Charbonnet a very juicy. You know, it's crisp. It's light on the palate. I, th- I think you're definitely firing him up as running back, too. Or like, I like him as a really good flex play. I like that. The usage here, I'm looking at 15 touches or 15 carries, 14 carries, 19 carries. And he also had 10 targets as well through those – or 12 targets, I'm sorry, through those three games. So the usage is great despite us seeing a uh, lackluster performance from him. I think he should have a, a decent day against Tennessee if he does get to go. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got the Dolphins. And boy, are they injured or are still injured. I'm not really sure how this works. Uh, Devon <laughs> HN, uh, DNP in practice, uh, Mostert DNP. Uh, knee, ankle, and veteran rest day. I, I think these guys are just a little banged up. They're smaller guys. Well, most are not exactly small, but uh, I think that <laughs> he's old. Just, yeah, he's old, you know. So I think this is just a chance for them to stay healthy, make sure that they can get through the season because Dolphins seem to be, you know, gearing up for the playoffs. Oh, definitely. I'll say I'd feel a little bit better if that vet rest was the first thing and not the last thing. But the fact that it's on there gives me confidence that Mostert should be out there. Achan has kind of been in and off the injury report all season, and he has missed some time. So I am more worried about Achan, but Mostert, as long as I see that fat rest, I'm good to go. I'm ignoring, like, la, 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 fingers in the ears, like, we're fine. But this is Wednesday, so keep an eye on Thursday's reports, Friday's reports. Yeah, they are they're a Sunday game. Because, folks, if you haven't checked the schedule, we do have games. One tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, we've got Saturday games, we've got Sunday games, and, of course, the three, the triple header on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Tyreek Hill, last one I didn't mention for the Dolphins, uh, not at practice, ankle injury. You know, he missed last week. I'm sure he's still chasing history right now. He has, still has a shot at that record, so I, I think we see him this week. I do, too, but he is someone, out of everybody we're talking about, he's the one who is, though Thursday practice is going to mean the most to me. Um, just because I will say he's a veteran, it's not uncommon to see the veterans rest up on Wednesday, but if he misses practice, even if he's limited, I'm, I'm holding my breath, but if he misses practice Thursday, I I'm very concerned and I'm really already exploring my options for a backup. Isn't that terrible? He's taken so many teams to the playoffs and you finally get there and you're left sitting there holding just what you, what you got, what you got. Oh, I, I was one of those teams and. One random league, you know, uh, in like a work league, I had Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen. They got me there. They got me there 11-2 and two in style. Derrick Henry is part of that squad, too. And then last week, it was just like, well, 
you know, we did our job of getting you here. And it's like, no, you're like, you are the team. If you're not here, we ain't here. So Tyreek Hill, if you man, maybe you had a bye last week. So uh, you're praying he comes back. But big, 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 keep an eye on Thursday practice reports. 100%. All righty. You ready to get into some of these sit-start questions? Let's do it. Let's, let's let's do it. Let's talk about the nice list and the naughty list this season. Absolutely. All right, we'll wake up, folks, because that kind of put me to sleep a little bit. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go over. We both have a handful of players at each position we want to go over, kind of talk about where they're looking in comparison to other players you could be, uh, you know, possibilities on your roster. First one I want to talk about is Jordan Love. Mm. What should be a juicy matchup against the Carolina Panthers. This team is actually the number one team against quarterbacks at this point in the season. They're only allowing 13 points to the quarterback position. Jordan Love, he is hot. He is cold. He does not love to be consistent here. Uh, Last week, we saw a multi-touchdown game from him. The week before, just one touchdown and only 200 yards. Where are you at on on Jordan Love so far for this game? I, I'm not really sure quite where I want to put him. Oh, I I love this. It is a in my eyes, it's a softball one. Like you mentioned, Carolina surprisingly the best team against quarterbacks, allowing the fewest points. <clears throat> um, and Jordan Love has just been hot and cold, right? Like we saw him put up 23 points against Kansas City, who Kansas City is a pretty solid team, um, obviously. And then you see him against the Giants. He put up 9.9 points in a game that you have to expect them to win, but he ran into Tommy Cutlets. And I'll say the Tommy Cutlets game and this game versus Carolina, both of them on the road. So he could have a little bit of that Jared Goff energy where you need to be, you know, he's a home dog. He's a, he's a warm dog. Um, but so I am very worried about Jordan Love. He is someone on my naughty list. He's someone – where if you're start, I'll say if you're starting Jordan Love, there may not be better options on the waiver wire, right? Because I feel like that's where you got him in the first place. But I'm I'm at least skimming through. I'm entertaining the thoughts of a Jake Browning, which I hate to say, maybe even a Nick Mullins against Detroit, because you know they're going to be in a shootout versus Jordan Love. The thought that we were talking about. <laughs> Mullins right now in the as, playoffs, a, as a start in the and, and Browning it's it, it it shakes me a little bit you know but yeah it's it's, yeah. it's a difficult one for sure I'm not really sure uh Russell Wilson uh you you want Russell Wilson or Jordan Love Russell Wilson he's playing New England yeah I think I'd take Russell Wilson just for the sake where all of the games that Denver loses it really doesn't feel like it's been Russell Wilson's fault this season right like he's been doing his job. He gets the ball to Cortland Sutton. He has a safer floor. Like Russell Wilson isn't going to get you 20 points. He hasn't gotten 20 points since week four at Chicago. But he's gotten very consistent 17, 16, 18, 16. He has a solid floor. This is the playoffs. I'm, I'm chasing consistency almost always. Unless you're the underdog, a six seed going against the one seed maybe. I think I'm going Russell Wilson, which feels crazy. And he's probably available. Oh, nope. He's rostered 72% of Yahoo leagues. Crazy. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Jordan Love, I think my biggest worry in this game is it's just not going to be competitive enough. You know, like Bryce Young's not going to get in a shootout with Jordan Love, and that's kind of what he needs. He needs these offenses so they can go back and forth. And this, Mm -hmm. you know, is looking right now to be a low-scoring game. It's the second lowest on the slate, actually behind the the Broncos and the Patriots. We're looking at 36 and a half points is where yeah. Vegas has this game. So Green Bay struggles, the second worst team in running the ball this year. So if they can't run the ball on the Panthers who are decent at, at run blocking or, you know, defending the run, I think mm-hmm. that uh, I just don't know if Jordan Love's going to be asked to do that much. Um, I, I like the Russell Wilson call for sure. Yeah. He's on over, I didn't realize you had Jordan Love as well. So this was uh, a Oh, that's, for I love else. that's why I said it was a nice little softball one. You know, you're not making me do Sophie's choice off the off the gate. Which I like. Well, give me uh give me another guy you're looking at. Who are you? I'll give you on? another quarterback that I'm more optimistic on, a quarterback who's on my nice list. And that's Justin Fields. I've been if you followed the QB list, either waiver wire pod, start sit pod, you know I love preaching about Justin Fields. I'm excited about this matchup this week. Home 
versus the Cardinals. Cardinals, one of the worst teams in football since week 11. The Cardinals have allowed the ninth most points to opposing quarterbacks. Justin Fields, he plays quarterback. He did have, uh, obviously, the bad week last week, but he was playing Cleveland. And Cleveland is a really good defense. They went to Cleveland. This one's home. The last couple games where Justin Fields has been home, uh, the last game he was home was versus Detroit back in week 14. Before that, you have to look to before he got injured. But 24 points at home. I like seeing that. I think it's going to be a repeat of that. I'm really excited about Justin Fields. Obviously, you know, you're not finding him on waivers, but he is, he's someone I'm definitely like hammering. If you're any, cause he missed a lot of time, right? So you may be between him, maybe a Kyler Murray, maybe, uh, I don't, I'm not sure, but I love Justin Fields this week. Nice. He put up a stinker last week. He, if you had him last week, he's not the reason you advanced in the playoffs no. uh, or you had the bye week and you really lucked out. Uh, QB 26 is what he finished the week as. And, I, I, I get the, the hesitancy people would have, but uh, like you said, Arizona is terrible against guarding the quarterback position, but they're even worse against the running back. And it, it's kind of what Justin Fields can get, has going for him, his running ability. So I, I think he should be a confident start. Uh, say, you know, like you said, he was hurt. You've probably got a second quarterback on your bench just for that reason. Say you have Matthew Stafford on that on mm. the bench. You start him over Stafford, who has been hot, hot, hot. I am. I'm starting him over Stafford. Again, I really I understand he had a bad week last week. You left a sour taste in your mouth. But Cleveland, since week one, they allowed the fourth fewest points to fantasy quarterbacks. Justin Fields, as high as I am on him, he's not matchup proof like some of these other guys are, like a, a Josh Allen, a Jalen Hurts is, you know, a, a Lamar Patrick. Um, but I, I love Justin Fields here. He is really high. He might be a top three start for me this week. Well, Let's, while we're in this game, let's go ahead and talk about a, a player I want to, you know, I'm a little unsure of. Let's pull him off Santa's lap over there. Kyler Murray, step up to the stage. You are, you're a question mark to me this week, buddy. You're playing the Bears, who over the season have not been a good team. But over the last several weeks since they've acquired uh, Sweat from... Uh, from Washington, Washington, this has been a different team. They have been getting after the quarterback. And Kyler didn't do great for us last week, but what's your what's your thoughts on him? I'm a little hesitant. So, like you said, over the last couple of weeks, so I'm looking from week 12 to now, Chicago has allowed the two, four, six, eighth fewest points to quarterbacks. I'm a little hesitant about that. Kyler, mm, he's going to Chicago. I'm a little nervous about this matchup. We, I feel like Kyler's still kind of getting into this rhythm, but he did have like versus San Fran last week. And he did a, a fine 15. Again, I don't think Kyler's matchup proof. I think this is a tough matchup. You're really looking ahead to that week 17 at Philadelphia, who just can't defend anybody at any position. Kyler's a slam start here, but I think next week I kind of have him in my, my low teens uh, for Kyler. Like maybe he's like quarterback 11, 12. So not looking at, not ideal to start him in the playoffs. Uh, we just talked about Jordan Love. Uh, are we taking him over Jordan Love? Mm, I think I am. I think Kyler Murray is just a little bit more, it, it, you a little bit of a higher floor, yet lower ceiling kind of guy. And I think even his ceiling could be high. Like we're seeing he scored 22 points week 11 at Houston. So it's possible for him to, to get that big boom game. But even his floor, his lowest game was being, granted it was 11 points. But after that, his next low was 15, 18 for Kyler, I would take Kyler over Love. I like that call um, because we we've talked about how good uh, the Bears were against you know quarterbacks in the stretch. But if you look at the quarterbacks they faced, none of them have that dual threat ability that we can see from Kyler. Uh, they played Flacco, they played uh, Jared Goff, <laughs> I believe Flacco, it was Mullins for this game, uh, Goff again, and then Bryce Young, who his over under every week is 11 yards. Cause I take it just about every week, <laughs> but, you know, he, he doesn't do a whole, whole lot running the ball. So I, I do think that that upside is there with him. And like you said, right around that, like low end QB one, maybe high end QB two is, uh, is where he should fall this week. Yeah. I'd say he's a, he's a very high QB two, Kyler Murray. Um, I, I like that. The point you mentioned about where Chicago just doesn't face a quarterback like him. I think that's an underrated thing that doesn't appear on the stat sheet. So my son had a gift with technology. 
with reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Good eye there. And the last quarterback I want to touch on, a little bit lower, uh, Joe Flacco. He has been a decent start since he's taken over in Chicago. Or Chicago. Oh, my gosh. What am I thinking? <laughs> in Cleveland, of course. But I, uh, I, th- I find myself wanting to start him. You know, in some mm-hmm. of those, those matchups where I've got, you know, Herbert on my team that I lost him, or I'm dealing with the C.J. Stroud or um, Trevor Lawrence concussion. Is is he a viable start? Do you do you feel comfortable in that playoff matchup? Who would have thought in the year 2023, we are, at least I personally am advising a Joe Flacco start in the fantasy playoffs. He's going against the Texans. The Texans still very much in the hunt, still trying to win that division. But we talked about it at the top of the show. Seems like the quarterback, the, f- the future of that franchise, I wouldn't be surprised to see him rest again this week, right? Like, he's the, fa- he's the future of the franchise. You're not taking any risks. It's definitely not worth it. The Texans, since week one, have allowed the most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, it sounds crazy. He, the Cleveland Browns are very much, very much competing for a playoff spot. I could see him keeping up his hot streak, and I think that he is a viable starter in the playoffs. They have the division within reach, too, especially with the Baltimore taking on the Niners this week. You know, there's a chance they lose that. It gets them that much closer. But I like mm-hmm. it. I think it's a good start. Who would have thought it? Like you said, 2023. Joe Flacco starting a game, and Carson Wentz is not. Oh, my goodness. That's the Carson age difference between those fellows. <laughs> like a decade. I was Crazy thinking though. probably a decade, which is insane. <laughs> Good for you, uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I, I think he's a safe start. Uh, I say safe. He's going to throw some picks. He's not going to be a fun one to watch, but the yards that they're putting up, they're moving the ball. This defense is good enough to put them in good positions. And the fact that they're playing a backup quarterback, I guess that really could be your biggest uh, challenge I guess in this game is you don't have CJ Stroud throwing the ball forcing points forcing the Browns to really go Mm. if they get up 10-14 points maybe a defensive score or you know back-to-back turnovers that set them up well maybe Flacco isn't forced to throw the ball a lot so there there is that concern as well but with some of these guys I think I'm taking them over you know Derek Carr uh, Mm -hmm. Sam Howell at this point doesn't have a great matchup against the Jets um, some of these guys that we, we've used later. Uh, Jake Browning, though, I think uh, it looks like uh, Fantasy Pros ECR has them back-to-back, 18-19. You have a, a favorite between the two? I have Flacco considerably higher. I have Flacco, which sounds crazy, like closer to my low teens where Kyler lives. Like I would have Flacco above May- Baker Mayfield, above Jordan Love, above Russell Wilson, above whoever's going to start quarterback for Seattle. I like Flacco more than those guys. Like I'm looking last week. And you, you mentioned it where if it is going to be a backup on Houston, right? Like we know last week, the game script was Cleveland needed to come back in a little amount of time. So he had to sling it, but he had three interceptions Flacco and he still finished with 19.9 points. Good for QB nine. That's a lot of nines, but 
He had the yardage. <laughs> he had two touchdowns. Um, I'm I'm not doubting Flacco, which feels crazy, but this team is trying to get into the playoffs. Flacco has that experience. I like him. He's a good locker room guy in your fantasy team. I love the confidence there. Love the confidence in the play. Uh, I will say I would probably play Baker over him. Uh, I really like Baker's matchup. Uh, you know, he would definitely be on my, my nice list this week. I think he's got a great matchup against Jacksonville, who's giving up a ton of points to the quarterback. But take that. I, uh, you know, nothing against Flacco there. I think they're both decent starts. Like you said, those low end or higher end QB twos this week. Mm. All righty. Let's talk some running backs because we have, we need some questions answered here. You got our yes. guy, Austin Eckler up there. Uh, another guy who probably needs some veteran rest days. What, what are you thinking there? Where do you see Eckler. him? Where's your confidence level? Eckler, this one out of everybody. I'll say you started off with the the trickiest one. Eckler is an enigma, right? Like he didn't lead the team in carries last week. That was, um, uh, I think Isaiah Spiller was the running back that led the Chargers in carries. And that's because this game just got so out of hand so quickly. I believe the score was 42 nothing at halftime at Vegas. So we didn't even get to see Eckler. In my mind, the biggest question mark was going to be, what does Eckler look like with no Keenan Allen, with no Justin Herbert? Is the game plan going to be, we always talk about like the Madden mentality, just force feed the ball to your best player. That's without a doubt, Alston Eckler in this situation with two of those guys out. He didn't get the chance to prove if he's going to, if that's going to be the offensive game plan, what have you. So in my mind, Austin Eckler is such a risky start. There's a world where the offense comes up so flat again, he finishes with single-digit points, sub-five points. There's also a world where the Chargers recognize, whoever I forget who the interim is, but they recognize the best chance we have to win the game is give Austin Eckler 25 touches. Let him mm-hmm. be in space. Let him thrive. You, you need to have some cojones like, to start Eckler this week. He is my, I couldn't decide if he's a nice list or a naughtiness. He is an enigma. If you're brave enough to start him, I hope it's in your favor. I, I have I have him in a couple leagues. Some that matter, some don't because because of him. They don't matter. But uh, he's far and away my trickiest one. Do you lean either way of the the nice or naughty side for him? Ooh, I mean, if it were up to me, he's going to lump a coal. But for this <laughs> week, I understand there's some positions where we're having to play him. Buffalo, you can get away with running the ball on a little bit. They're in a position where they're playing for everything right now. They've got to win out to make the playoffs. Uh, so they've got uh, they've got some heart they're playing with. We saw that against in the game against Dallas. But I think the positive mm-hmm. of Austin Eckler is he saw a 19% target share in this past game. It's the highest he's had since I think it was uh, week four. Uh, yes. No, through week nine. I'm sorry. Can't read my numbers. <laughs> But I I think that's where he's going to make it. Obviously, he had five rushes last week for only nine yards. And then, you know, the six targets for for four catches. That's really what's going to save you. He's, I was about to say, if he breaks off for a long one. But I don't know what's going to be happening. But it's going to be the heavy target share that he's going to need to see. But I've I've probably got him high-end wide receiver or high-end running back three this week. Low-end running back two. Three running back three for Austin Eckler. Sir, definitely a first round pick for a lot of people had to be. And now he's your running back three into the playoffs. Yeah. Not not your third running back on your roster, but like as a (laughs) top 36 is what we're hoping for with him. Yeah. It's gross. It's ugly. I'm looking at some of the names that the fantasy pros have him just in the same realm as, uh, I mean, they have Gus Edwards above him. He's he's Austin Eckler's right above Jerome Ford. It's like these are just these are guys you found off the waiver, right? Yeah, yeah Devin Singletary against uh, Cleveland. I think I'd start Austin Eckler over him, especially with CJ Stroud out. Uh, yeah, Donta I'm looking Foreman. I would start Donta Foreman over him in a matchup you against would? Arizona. Arizona oh, is terrible goodness. against the run. They are that one. I might do Eckler. Like if you if you're if you're a team that's rich in running back, I think you feel comfortable not starting him because he's just too big of a question mark. He is just, we don't know what he's going to look like. And it, we don't know what he's going to look like without Herbert, without Allen. And what Allen may Pittsburgh play. But, 
The Pittsburgh guys, yuck. I would probably start them over. I would start Eckler over those two. I just, I feel like their ceiling is low, is low, right? Like, what's Warren going to get you? 13 points, 15 points. It's like a Warren Christmas. So I'd rather Austin Eckler. And if he gets me six points, then shame on me. But Austin Eckler, he still has that capability. I still think back to week one, he came out the gate hot with, I believe it was 24 points. And I believe that Austin Eckler still exists somewhere. What about Eckler over Jonathan Taylor? Transitioning over to JT coming back this week against Mm. a not easy matchup against the Falcons. Third best against running back. Yeah, that was surprising to me to see how good the Falcons are against running back. But it's a great segue to my nice list. He's on the nice list. Jonathan, full participant, Taylor. Um, Something that was super important about Jonathan Taylor for me, this for just in general, is that he's missed the last three weeks. And the Colts specifically did not place him on IR. So you have to think he's not going to miss four weeks because otherwise, why wouldn't they put him on that IR spot? So I have to think he's coming back this week. It's a tough matchup, but Jonathan Taylor, I if, if he plays this week, I, I have him over Eckler. I think he has the potential to be a top 10 play, Jonathan Taylor. I think so too. The amount of times the Colts ran the ball last week, like Trey Sermon came off the bench to to rush with Tyler Goodson. Both uh, Trey Sermon had 17 rushes in his own. It was in uh, Goodson had 11, I believe. So Jonathan Taylor should get uh, quite. You know, I don't, I don't see him being stopped just because it's a thumb injury. You know, we're just waiting for it to be you know closed up, make sure it's healed. I think he should be good to go. And Michael Pittman got the limited tag on Wednesday, coming off a concussion Sunday. We've seen a lot of these superstars clear concussion protocol recently within a week. He is one of those superstars, so I could see him coming back. But without him, Jonathan Taylor should feast against these uh, Atlanta Falcons. Now, how productive is that? Uh, That's the interesting part. But the touches will be there. So he is definitely a confidence volume play, I feel like. He's an opportunity play, and he's a talent play. I can't ask for more than that. Well, in the playoffs, I'd like to. I get a little greedy, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas, though. It's a season of sacrifice. Uh, let's j- grab another guy off your list. We've got Saquon Barkley. Question marks are popping up. It's playoffs, and he did not do great last week. Uh, we have a matchup against the Eagles. Uh, not a great yeah. matchup for running backs. Do you, I don't think DeVito is uh, – do you think he's going to upset Hurts and the Eagles at home? I'll tell you this. So they play on Christmas. So what a game that's going to be. The Feast of the Seven Fishes. The the Giants get a little bump there. And the Eagles. When you think the Eagles, you think they're good against the run, right? I'm an Eagles fan, so I've watched their games, unfortunately. And their last, I have to say, even though they're in the playoffs, like la-di-da, but unfortunately, their last three weeks have been abysmal. And their defense is soft as of late. So these are the last three starters, the last three running back starters that played the Eagles, right? So three weeks ago, they went against Christian McCaffrey. He's the enigma. He is an anomaly. He's going to get his. He got 22.3 points against the Eagles. Sure. After that, Tony Pollard, who we all know had his slow start. He even got 16.6 points against the Eagles. And then just a few days ago, uh, Kenneth Walker the third battling injury, came back healthy this week, scored 20.2 points. So the last three weeks, they absolutely cannot stop the run. Saquon Barkley, we know he's explosive. Um, I wish I had his history against the Eagles all time right now. That would have been good. But based on the current, the most recent trends, Eagles can't stop the run. I think the Giants want to be competitive in this game, even if they, they can't make the playoffs or it's a moonshot for them to make the playoffs. But I have Saquon Barkley on my nice list this holiday season. So between they're slipping against the running back, they're also 32nd against wide receiver and 31st against quarterback. Does that yeah, mean DeVito – is Wandale in play? Wandale is in play. Wandale was – he didn't make the nice list, but he's been a good Samaritan, and you know he's definitely not getting a lump of coal, Wandale. But he just could not make the nice list for me. I just couldn't type him on like a very startable player. But yes, I, I do like Wandale. You're in a deeper league, right? We talked about where, I don't know, maybe you lost a guy to injury. Maybe Hill 
isn't coming back and whoever you had as a fill-in for him last week isn't getting the job done. Maybe Pittman doesn't play this week. There's a variety of reasons why you might need a running a wide receiver. And even in the deepest leagues, I believe Wandale is available. I like him as a little surprise sleeper pick this week. And not to spend too much time on the Giants, but we've got Darren Waller. Broke 40 yards last week on his return. Uh, Eagles are a little less than middle of the pack against tight end. Tight end one for, for Darren Waller this week? Yeah, I'm not as excited about the other positions just because I feel like the Eagles let up like the big plays. Um, and I think that that's going to come from the wide receiver is more than... This is my thoughts about Darren Waller. Is if the Giants get into like a short range, you know, if they're in the red zone, keep an eye on Barkley scoring that. Or you're going to see them do a, a deep ball, an explosive play, and that's going to be robinson so i just don't see where waller fits in in the wasteland that is tight end he probably is a low end tight end one but he's not he's not super high on my list kyle pitts or waller oh you know i don't you know i'm not a fan of kyle pitts and i did write this at start (laughs) which you probably have read or you're going to be reading later today it comes out today thursday as well but kyle pitts He's been absolutely slumping this last couple of weeks and could be a great segue to talk about someone I have on my naughty list. If we want to talk about the giants. Absolutely. Throw them at me. Okay. This one, you're going to like this one. Arthur Smith is on my naughty list this year because, oh my goodness. One of the biggest reasons why is the running back situation. We talked about it in last week's start where Bijan Robinson was going against the Panthers, which is just they're terrible against running backs right there. I believe they were a bottom three team against running backs this week. They play the Colts, who I believe is the number four team allowing the most points, but it's some kind of bizarro land in Atlanta right now. Bijan Robinson had only seven rushing attempts for 11 yards. Cordell Patterson back from the grave scores a touchdown last week. And Tyler Algier, had the best day on the ground, arguably, because he rushed the ball 14 times for 45 yards. So I just don't know what to do with this backfield. So in terms of Bijan, you're probably almost starting him always, right? Because the talent is there, but the opportunity scares me. Again, this is the playoffs. I need consistency more than anything. Opportunity leads to consistency. I worry Bijan's not going to get his fair shake at things. So I am hesitant and because of all of that author smith is on my naughty list he he's forever on the naughty list he's not ever coming off the naughty <laughs> list uh, but yeah, i don't think he deserves to scares the crap out of me it's i know i've seen a lot of things about tyler algier you know is should he be in play i don't think so i'm not gonna trust so arthur smith at all i would i would trust Bijan. he is too talented not to do something uh he, he scored negative in, in my league actually last week, negative 0.1. So <coughs> I guess he can, can you do... start him. Uh, yeah, he could be a detriment. I don't know. It's crazy to not start Bijan in the fantasy playoffs because he's probably a reason that got you there. He just scored 19.8 points the week before. And the Colts are so know. bad against the run, except Najee and Jalen Warren last week where they only allowed 10 points to the two of them. Nobody else has come close to being <laughs> able to. That's more on them. Yeah, that's that's horrible. <laughs> but it's, Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Derrick Henry gave you a gross game last week. You putting him or Derrick Henry? I'm putting Derrick Henry over Bijan. Who's Derrick Henry? I should probably see who they're playing first. They are uh, playing. Derrick Henry has Seattle. Seattle. Oh, I'm trusting Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I even though Derrick. Derrick Henry maybe hurt me even worse because of historically, I think we saw four out of the last five games he faced uh, the Texans. He's put up 200 yards. So I was expecting that. And then to get nothing definitely hurts. That would probably hurt more, but uh, it's tractor Cedo season, right? It's cold. Nobody wants to tackle him. I think last week was a wash. I think I'm discrediting that, but be, but I'm worried about Arthur Smith. We've seen multiple times Arthur Smith doing some, some coal worthy decisions. Madness. Well, let's go ahead and slide to wide receiver since we are in this game. We've got Drake London. He's hot. He's cold. As you know, most of these players. Where is he falling on 
your wide receiver list. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Quite the naughty list, but... Low. I don't know. Can he be trusted? No. <laughs> no, he cannot. Um, it's looking more and more like his week 14, his 11 target, 10 catch game was an anomaly. Um, and so now we have Taylor Heineke starting where he's only played. Taylor Heineke started three games. Drake London only played two of them week eight and week 10. He missed week nine because of an injury. But in those two games, London averaged five and a half targets for four catches and 45 and a half yards so that's not inspiring also no touchdowns across that stretch that's not inspiring uh this is there's no fog in this london there's no confusion i'm i'm staying away from drake london i like it are you playing him or jordan addison after the the blow-up game they're playing detroit Mm. this week i like addison detroit every game against detroit is a shootout they currently allow it's loading Detroit allows since week five, they allow two, four, six, eight, ninth most points to fantasy wide receivers, Detroit. So it's always a shootout. Um, Nick Mullins seemed to get the ball to Addison. I'm not sure what the status is for Jefferson. I'm imagining he's playing. I know there was like that little injury scare where he had to get rushed to the hospital uh, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, But I, I like Addison. Addison's hot. Drake London. I can't trust him. It's all about the quarterback. I, I talk about it a bunch. You need to trust the quarterback getting the ball to the wide receiver. I don't trust anybody in Atlanta. So staying away. Uh, I've got London on my list and I've got Deontay Johnson on my list. I feel like they're falling right around that same spot for me about hey. wide receiver three ish. Do you have a favorite between the two? Wandale Robinson is my answer to those two. If you if you have to have one of these two guys, uh, I think I'd go Johnson just because I think it's a little bit more. He's the only kind of offensive guy there. Like I, there is Pickens, but I I'd pick Johnson over London. But I I would take a shot in the dark on Wandale Robinson or Odell Beckham or like a Josh Downs or Gaby Baby. You hope he does well. There's just so many people I would start over these two guys. Deontay Johnson, if Trubisky was out there, I would say Johnson over them just because he has been on this hot streak, you know, three straight touchdowns. But mm-hmm. we got the call. There's a red light in the sky. It is Mason, the red-nosed reindeer. He's uh, coming in. Rudolph is uh, he's going to be our quarterback. and it's Christmas just, ball uh, to Rudolph. Rudolph and Browning. It's the end of the season, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. But yeah, Deontay Johnson, I'm I'm cooling off on him. I, I I remember seeing Rudolph. He is he's something else out there. <laughs> yeah. They're not playing the Browns at least, so that's good. No controversy. Uh toss me a wide receiver. Who's one you're you're questionable on? Oh, I'm questionable on. Here's a good one. I'm gonna say Cooper Cup. Cooper 
sipping on my little cup is someone I am worried about for a couple of reasons. One, I will say, although Cooper Cup has been kind of hot these last two weeks, in PPR, he scored 25 points in each of the last two weeks. He's had eight targets in each of the last three weeks, so i love to see that. But this week, he's playing the Saints. The Saints allow the fifth fewest points to wide receivers. I do think that is a pretty legitimate thing to be aware of. I'll also say, I know this has been so many years ago, but whenever I see the Saints and the Rams play each other, I have to think that the Ram, excuse me, that the Saints still have that the no-call pass interference on their mind. I don't even know how many players from this roster from that era are still on the Saints team, but you have to imagine it's instilled in the building. I think Cup, you, you probably start Cooper Cup here one because like you probably don't have too too many better options. He's still probably a top fifteen play, top twenty play, probably, probably certainly, but. I'm a little nervous. He's not as a slam dunk as you'd expect someone to be coming off of two straight 25-point games. Yeah, I think it's important to note that, you know, like you said, the how well the Saints are against the position. They've only allowed more than 17 points in one game since week eight, and that game was 24 points. And this is to the entire position, not the number one wide receiver. So, Wow, to the entire position. So splitting that up, even just between him and Nakua, is troubling. Uh, now Matt Stafford has been lighting it up. He's been throwing so many yards this year. He's been great multiple touchdown games recently. So uh, you definitely can't bench him. Yeah, he's not. He's not a. You know, he's not a guy you're going to be benching. You're but not benching I, him. You're not but benching yeah, him. There are. I, I'd be surprised if he is a, a top, you know a top end wide receiver one this week agree with that i think that's just my whole expectation or my whole point i'm trying to get across with cup is you're still starting him he's just been way too hot as of late but i'm just tempering expectations he has a touchdown in three straight games maybe this is the game where he gets 60 80 yards you know five to six catches no touchdowns so instead of those 25 points it's just a little bit more tempered cool uh as we get into the end of this, we'll kind of rapid fire here a handful of these guys. We do have Jamar Chase out of the games. We have T. Higgins a, as a, a decent play where wide receiver two for you. Yeah, I like T. Higgins. It's a nice little bump. I know this isn't going to make any kind of sense, but we saw what Jalen Waddle did last week without Tyreek Hill. I know they're not playing the same team. Like, this is totally nonsense but it's a divisional game i think divisional games always play a little bit harder they always mean something and i think t higgins whether or not he's gonna be a bengal next year just because he's probably looking for that big payday but i think this game means something i think the Bengals are really gonna try to win with chase out that leaves higgins as their head and shoulders number one so i like t higgins to get 80 yards and a touchdown i, I could i could see in the, is in the realm of possibility so we got T Higgins against Pittsburgh or Devontae Adams against Kansas City? Mm, great combo. Devontae Adams is on my naughty list. Which, yeah, It's just that Kansas City, since week six, they've allowed the eighth fewest points to wide receivers. And listen, Devontae Adams, like I was really happy about his result last week, but the Raiders are not putting up 63 points every single week. You know, the week before that, they put up zero points. I think they, you're probably going to find a happy medium between zero and 63. I'm going to take my my long shot of the pod and declare that they'll score between zero and 63 points as a team, the Raiders. But I am, I'm a little hesitant on Devontae Adams. So I think as crazy as it would be, I would start T. Higgins over Adams. Uh, we have Tyler Lockett against Tennessee or. Noah Brown with no C.J. Stroud against uh, who they playing? Cleveland. Cleveland, yes. I think I like Lockett there. Lockett has kind of always been this coin flip of a guy, right? Like last week against Philadelphia, he only had three catches, but he did have nine targets. So you have to think they're going to continue to feed him. It was also the Drew Lock game. I think Geno Smith is coming back this week. I think they have a little bit better of a rapport, those two. I think... Tyler Lockett is good for a low double-digit outing. So, again, like these aren't going to be your wide receiver ones, but now that we're like between the wide receiver twos and the flexes, those kind of guys, I'd I, I pick Lockett. Uh, Lockett or 
Uh, shoot, I just lost him. Uh, Brandon Cooks against Miami. Brandon Cooks. Ooh. So here's the thing about Brandon Cooks is that they're playing on the road. And no team looks more night and day than Dallas when it comes to at home versus on the road. Uh, I'm looking right now. It looks like uh, four of Cooks's five touchdowns come at home. Maybe that matters. Maybe it doesn't. But I'm lowering expectations on Cook a little bit. So I'm going to say lock it over Cooks. Nice. Um, sweet. Touch on a couple tight ends just before we close it out here. Um, couple tight ends I do like. Hunter Henry, I think he draws Vance, Joseph, and the Denver defense. They are terrible against the position. Hunter Henry, Juju did practice, so there is a chance he could be playing this week. But I like Hunter Henry over the likes of Dalton Kincaid, uh, Cole Komet. Uh, I'd play him over Darren Waller this week. Uh, where do you find him in that list? Uh, Isaiah Likely, do you like him more or less than Hunter Henry? Uh I think like likely a little bit more. Um, the matchup is a million percent in Hunter Henry's favor. And I think Hunter Henry will be a top eight, a top six play. I could see him being better than someone like a Kittle who's often a coin flip. Maybe someone like an Ingram who's been kind of hot with touchdowns. Like I think Hunter Henry is a better play than those guys. But when it comes to likely, we've seen Baltimore just loves getting the tight end involved in their offense. Uh, I think that's going to continue with likely. I think it's likely to continue. <laughs> People are dealing with issues with uh, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, where are you landing him? Is he still a tight end one for you? Like that low end tight end one? Do you, if people have better options, are you, you know, are we moving on? Not moving on, but just, you know, willing to start, you know, Cole Komets, uh, Darren Waller, Dalton Schultz? I think so. Uh, Cole Komet, he is kind of, he's my like touchdown play, right? Like that's Cole Komet's definitely touchdown dependent, but the bears, we talked about it. They're playing the, was it the Cardinals, right? Yeah. They're playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, and I got to pull up how they are against tight end. They are one of the best teams against tight end. So they're actually not a great matchup. Tough to say. I think I'd, I think I'd probably still pick Cole Komet, but you're the, you, you know, you call me the waiver wire wizard. You're the tight end guy. You're the streaming tight ends. Like I have one note on a certain tight end that surprisingly makes my naughty list, but like, I want you to go off. Tell me between the Kincaids and the Schultzes, where do you lie? Yeah, I'm okay. Leaving Dalton Kincaid, you know, if, if we're benching him, I'm okay with that. Uh, Tucker craft was a guy, you know, I mentioned last week in the article, I think he's a, a decent play this week, despite, you know, us not showing a lot of love for the quarterback there in green Bay. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's a decent play. I think a lot of that depends on Nico Collins. If Nico Collins is in, I think I'm out on Dalton Schultz just with the backup quarterback and it being Cleveland. Uh, like I said, Hunter Henry I think is a great play. Isaiah Likely against San Francisco I still think is. I would play these guys over – oh, man. I still think you've got your studs in there, your Laportas, your Hawkinsons, your McBrides, Njoku. Um, Evan Ingram Here's I think one. even – what you got? Tell me what you think about Dallas Goddard. He's played two weeks since coming back from injury. He's been, I'll say, kind of middle of the road in both of those games with seven points week 14, 7.1 points week 15. This week he's playing the Giants, who look to be middle of the road. Where does he rank with some of these guys we're talking about now, the Kincaids, the Schultzes? Uh, I think I like him as more of like a, a middle tight end one. I do like him above some of those, like – They've been great plays, a lot of like strong waiver tight ends, but I think just with uh, the you know his his name, the team, what we've seen traditionally, you know, we the last couple of weeks he stepped it up way more. Nine targets last week, that's awesome. Uh, so Nine I would targets. still play him over uh, Isaiah Likely, definitely over Kincaid. Uh, he would mm. be over Waller and Komet. I would play Hunter Henry above Dallas Goddard. Ooh, Hunter Henry is the golden child this week. He, Vance, no, it's Vance Joseph. He is. <laughs> I've been targeting all season. I've been targeting with the waiver wire. Like I've been throwing out terrible names like Tyler Conklin and stuff like that this season, just purely because of Vance Joseph. But I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think we'll see Hunter Henry. You know, he he's going to produce us. I bet a top six, top seven at the position. Just you know, right after your your, your stud leaves that we have at the top. 
Taysom Hill, he's always a shot in the dark. He burned me last week. Yeah. I'm always willing to play with fire with him, especially in the playoffs. As a heavy <laughs> underdog, why not throw him out there? Yeah, he's an underdog Rams, play. Uh, yeah, the if you're the 60 the and... Okay. Yeah, so, so maybe, maybe they, they need to mix it, it up a little bit, you know, toss it to him some. Maybe they're throwing it more. He's catching. I don't know, but... He's catching. Uh, he's throwing. He does it all. He's tackling after Carr throws a pick. It's, it's all everything. He's all over the place. I saw... Uh, and I think it was last week's graphic, maybe the week before, but it was like they were listing all of the players all time in the NFL that have at least 10 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns. It's a short company list. It is, I believe <laughs> it was him and two other players with the only other play. Like it was like 1945 was the last time a player like that played. So I don't think the team exists anymore. That the last team that last player to do that on. So that's, that's fun. That's awesome. Hmm. I think it's one tight end that I what just want got? to talk about. Yeah, so the only tight end to make either list nice or naughty. This one's going to shock the world. But on my naughty list is Sam Laporta. You're still starting Sam Laporta. I know. I know. You're still starting Sam Laporta because it's crazy not to. But I'm just saying that this week he plays against Minnesota. And that since week 10, Minnesota actually allows the third fewest points to tight end. We've seen that Sam Laporta... He's mostly matchup proof, but he has been shown to bleed. Week 14 at Chicago, he only put up 4.7 points. Week 11, again against Chicago, 6.8. Against the Chargers, 8 points, which is still very good. Like, right, the average tight end gets you 8 points. You're pretty ecstatic. But I'm just saying, coming off a 28-point, 3-touchdown game, I'm lowering expectations. I still believe he'll find the end zone, but I just don't see it being a big volume game for Laporta this week. I would not be surprised if Sam Laporta finishes outside, I'll say top eight. I think I wouldn't be shocked if he's a tight end nine or worse this week. Interesting. So a guy most people got off the waiver wire as well as Trey McBride. Which one you're playing in that situation? I guess top eight. That means Trey McBride you're playing over him. I'd probably play Trey McBride, but I will say Trey McBride is playing Chicago. And I did just mention Chicago was one of the few teams that was able to contain Laporta. So that's, that's a, what a perfect like matchup dance those two have, but I think I'd be higher on Trey McBride. I just think that Sam Laporta, I don't think he's going to be that lock. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he finishes tight end nine or worse this week. Interesting. Uh, Isaiah and then after that, he plays at, after that he plays at Dallas, which is another tough matchup. Isaiah likely I would pick a tough matchup, but I would pick Isaiah likely over Sam Laporta this week. If I'm in like, you know, a do or die league, I don't know what kind of thing like a survivor pool but specifically for tight ends and you're in you know week 16 and you haven't used these two guys but i'd pick likely yeah i think he's right around that cuffs for me too like you said you know just you know outside of the the top handful because we've got some great matchups here for some of these and uh, hunter henry's kicking somebody out of the top five this week Exactly that. Top six. I'm I'm kicking that number up a little too much. This is we need to cut this. We're we're going too much, too far. Hunter Henry, a top three tight end. Goodness, I'm getting drunk on tight end zone here. It's usually (laughs) our signal to go. (laughs) Well, everyone, we can't thank you enough for stopping by. We appreciate you listening. As always, check out our sit start articles on the website. Uh, Mario, let us know what we got going on. What you doing? Yes, of course. So you'll find me on Twitter at Maradamo Jr. You'll know it's me because I'm always retweeting any of these QB list pods that are coming out. Uh, I also do the waiver wire stuff, uh, such as the waiver wire pod. And then you'll always find me in the Reddit threads. We do a, a thread Thursday morning. All the QB list guys usually hop in there. At least the ones that write the sit start. We're just answering questions. These are the playoffs. I know you're going to be in these tough situations. I'm in these tough situations. Let's figure it out together. Also, be sure to check out our Discord. I'm usually in there answering questions. Again, Mario Damo Jr. Uh, and that's it. Brian, what about yourself? Well, you can find me. I'm too much underscore Brian on Twitter. You can find me on Reddit answering questions on the what we saw next year because we won't be doing it uh, the, the following weeks. We've got holidays to rest up for, but you will still get mm-hmm. my tight end article each and every week to make sure we get that championship after next week because – who plays in week 18? Nobody does that. Nobody does Nobody that. plays in week 18. And I'll say what we'll do. Oh, oh, we might do a little 
Yeah, thank you. I was just going to say, keep an eye out, uh, maybe week 18, maybe the first week of the real playoffs. But uh, we're going to do maybe like some kind of like uh, like a award show kind of thing, right? Like we're talking about maybe just doing like some honorable mentions. Maybe we're going to do some polls on the Discord. We're going to make it fun. So just keep an eye on that. A little teaser for that in the new year. Yes, but for all of us at, here at QB List, stay tuned. Next week we will have a adjusted schedule because of the holiday, but we'll be here for you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.